the lack of these tools is really holding them back when it comes to the customer experience, the data side, it's holding them back in their goals with kind of moving into industrial 4.0 and advancement, you know, manufacturing practices, and really how can they streamline and reinvent parts of their business to drive long-term success. Welcome to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast, where we explore the strategies and experiences that are driving mid-sized manufacturers forward. Here, you'll discover new insights from passionate manufacturing leaders who have compelling stories to share about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from B2B sales and marketing experts about how to apply actionable business development strategies inside your business. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. This show is being brought to you by our sponsor, Cadenas Part Solutions. I'm Joe Sullivan, your host and a co-founder of the industrial marketing agency, Gorilla76. So it's really easy to get excited about technology. For you as a manufacturer, it's particularly particularly interesting time right now. You think industry 4.0, IoT, 3D printing, wearable technology. There are so many incredible advancements that have taken shape over the last decade and even over the last few years. But like with any new technological advancement that's ever come about, we can also get really easily sidetracked by that shiny object syndrome. And the reality is that technology is there to help us solve a problem or to achieve a goal. And we really need to start with that problem or goal and then apply the right fit technology to it. So as opposed to forcing a fit where the technology can actually lead us off course and sometimes let's start with the issue at hand. And so that brings us to our guest for this week's episode. Today I'm talking with Jonathan Hensley, co-founder and CEO of Emerge Interactive, a digital product consulting firm that works with companies to improve operational agility and customer experience. For more than two decades, Jonathan has helped organizations transform their businesses by turning strategy, user needs, and new technologies into valuable digital products and services. Jonathan writes and speaks about his experiences and insights from his career and regularly hosts in-depth interviews with business leaders and industry insiders. He lives in the Pacific Northwest with his wife and two boys. Originally from Silicon Valley, Jonathan got into digital pro- the digital product space, inspired by the incredible people developing new technologies all around him and the possibilities they unlocked. This fueled his curiosity to understand how technology transforms the way in which people live and work. And that curiosity continues to drive him today as he works to help businesses harness technology. Jonathan's work focuses on helping leaders define the value they want to create in a succinct and tangible way, where to focus, why, and what it'll take to achieve that outcome. His favorite part is going beyond the idea and mapping how you bring together people, data, and processes so that clients can succeed. Jonathan, welcome to the Manufacturing Executive. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, turning new technologies into valuable digital products and services, as stated in your bio, could mean a whole lot of things. So could you give this manufacturing audience a better sense for what exactly we're talking about here or what are examples of digital products or services that might be applied in the industrial sector? Sure. So when we think of digital products or services, you can think of everything from your website that has moved beyond just a marketing tool and is now part of the way that you deliver your products or services or are enhancing the value you're bringing to the market 
You can think of internal business applications that need to be built that are replacing old or antiquated technologies or physical processes. And that can extend from web, mobile, or IoT technologies as you look to, to innovate and to streamline your operations. Okay, great. And I heard you talk recently on another manufacturing podcast and, and something you said that sort of stuck with me and really fueled my introduction to this episode was that you need to start with the problem, not the technology. And I completely agree with you here. It applies to really so many different parts of running a business. You know, as a marketing guy, I hear things all the time like, you know, I need a new website. I want to implement a software like HubSpot or whatever it might be. And you know, I always respond by simply asking why, right? And then another why, and you kind of dig deeper there. But what you're really trying to get to is what's the problem that this organization is trying to solve that has led them to this conclusion that they need this technology or this. Let's look at what you're trying to achieve first, then figure out if a new website or HubSpot implementation or whatever is the best solution. So in your world, Jonathan, can you give a tangible example of say a common problem that you've seen a manufacturer experience that you know, you've helped, helped them break down before saying, okay, and, and here's the technology fit to apply to that problem? Absolutely. So a lot of times what we see is they've, you know, let's just use a website because everybody can relate to that, mm-hmm. is that they have an existing website and most people's websites are significantly underperforming, unfortunately. And the reason for that can be a combination of things. They might have a problem with proper positioning or marketing, the types of things that you're helping your clients solve. But then it might go beyond that once the site goes into how does it facilitate the actual delivery or services that a manufacturer is providing. So how is the website helping you get order intakes? How are you educating a prospect? How are you differentiating between the buyer of your product and maybe the user of your product? And, some, and oftentimes they're very different. And or there's a very complex or different buying process depending on what type of product they're evaluating. And so when we come in and we look at that, we're really breaking down those problems into detail and tying them back about how they're impacting, you know, revenue, how they're uh, driving costs that uh, they shouldn't be incurring. And those that are in charge of those uh, websites are typically dealing with their own frustrations and not only the lack of performance, but those websites now don't have the flexibility or the scalability to adapt to the new strategies and things that they're trying to do to drive those results because they haven't been architected correctly because the technology wasn't thought through in advance to allow them to develop that skill and resilience. I think one example that I think is has been really good is John Deere did a good job with their mobile presence specifically of trying to extend what's on their website and providing a a sweet information and access points to their product offering. And they were able to create a hub. They brought it all together as a unified experience. And what we've seen is a lot of manufacturers, when they start to move into that space, they start to have a lot of one-off digital properties, whether it be, you know, and all of a sudden now they have a suite of apps and it becomes overwhelming to manage that. And it, it starts to amplify issues that, that may have been underlined before they've even made that investment, where maybe now they have information living in different places across the organization sort of instead of a single source of truth. And so I think John Deere did a really good job of thinking that through in advance 
and applying a solution that could help them inevitably scale and manage the cost of operating that. So Jonathan, when you and I were talking recently, you mentioned that there were two specific challenges that tend to hold a lot of companies back. And those were one, an incomplete picture of the customer journey, and then two, data accessibility. Can you unpack those two challenges for us a little bit? Absolutely, Joe. So the first one around customer experience, a lot of organizations, especially in manufacturing today, are having to look at how they're going to reinvent their business or modernize their business. And that's got to start with looking at consumer expectations, whether they're manufacturing products that are for direct consumers or they're a B2B manufacturer and focusing on like even on industrial level you know, products and services. So what we see a lot is that there is a now an expectation at all levels for having a consumer grade experience. And so that is challenging manufacturers to think about much, much more in-depth levels of design thinking and broadening their understanding of what customer experience is and means in their organizations. And we see some of the most advanced manufacturers out there, or I shouldn't, shouldn't say advanced manufacturing, but those that are really you know, driving you know, their, their markets to be pushing those boundaries of what that looks like for their space. I think GE Health is a great example. They really embrace uh, the, the patient experience and driving that when they think about the innovation of their technology and what they're building for their customers. And so organizations today have a couple of really big things they need to do. The first one is they need to come to a, an understanding at all levels from the C-suite down to the front line of what does customer experience mean? And we find that a lot of times that's pretty fragmented. And so it's really important to come to a consensus on what that means for their organization and what being customer-centric is. The second part is then mapping that customer journey. What does that buyer's journey look like? Whether it's direct purchase or maybe through a distributed dealer or other channels that they might have, global markets that they're considering, they need to start to understand what is the buyer path especially for organizations that have been predominantly driven by, you know, sales or traditional kind of, you know, boots on the ground approach. And now during these times, they're having to look at, well, we can't travel. We can't do hands-on. We can't get people into showrooms or demos the way that we used to. So now we've got to think about technology and the way that we can use that to educate prospective buyers, enable people that are already active consumers of our product or service. How do we, you know, get them through that funnel and allow them to self-serve or address issues as we go forward. And so understanding that total picture is really critical. The second thing that it does that we find around customer experience is that they're asking now more than ever teams across the organization to participate in how not only can we increase the overall experience for our customers, but how do we manage our costs? And when you need people to start collaborating, everybody requires that total picture so they can really understand the scope of that customer's experience of what needs to be considered. And so by mapping that out and having that understanding, organizations are basically unlocking huge potential and identifying the areas of where they can focus that will make the most significant impact on their revenue and their bottom line. The next piece to that is what you talked about on the data side. And so we see a lot of organizations really struggling with this right now. 
this is both an issue in delivering on the customer experience as much as it is on how they operate internally. And it's there's a lot of just older processes that are now in place that are being challenged. So some specific examples of that is they might have distributed tools across the organization, but they all need the same set of information or they're having duplicate work taking place across multiple parts and across teams. And if they had a better tool, a better piece of software, they might be able to do that work once, increase their efficiency and have those people working on other things that are more important. And so without that shared components and that data, they're really locked into these silos that are holding the organization back from from performing. I'll give a very specific example where both of these issues are holding back a previous client. They, we had a client who was, you know, they're a global manufacturer, they produce industrial goods. They were really looking at like, how do we put new tools in the hands of our uh, distribution partners and their systems, the way that they could manage that information was so fragmented there were so many versions of it that it was going to take two years just to bring that together before they could put those tools in the hands of those distributors. Now those distributors are saying, well, if you can't get me what I need to sell your product, my business is at risk as a distributor. I need now to push on other product lines that might be competitive to, to yours. And so there was this huge point of friction, the sense of urgency of we need to get our house in order internally so that we have we can capitalize on the opportunities and the needs of our distributors who are driving our, our sales, that we've spent so many years building these relationships. And that really got amplified when people had to start working from home and dealers had to start closing doors to, to their customers. So I think that you know we see in many, many cases that this is an issue. It also shows up in other areas, both on the customer side and the data side, is when you don't have these things working together, you have you might have 10 versions of a quote or you know multiple versions of something that's floating out there. And how do you clearly know which one is the right one? Or maybe you have two people working on the same thing at the same time, but there's no way for them to collaborate or know unless they're physically, you know, or virtually, you know, talking to each other. And do you have a system that supports that? And we find in a lot of cases, those processes are, are not in place. And they're following kind of older models running around with, you know, Excel spreadsheets or, you know, even clipboards still to, to an extent and, and following kind of their old, you know, st- standard operating procedures. And these, the lack of these tools is really holding them back when it comes to the customer experience, the data side, it's holding them back in their goals with kind of moving into industrial 4.0 and advancement, you know, manufacturing practices, and really how can they streamline and reinvent parts of their business to drive long-term success. We're going to take a 30-second breather here for a word from our sponsor, Cadenas Part Solutions. Let's talk real quick about getting specified. Are you a component manufacturer? Maybe you sell architectural products to parks or large facilities. Engineers and architects need models of your products to test fit in their designs. That's where Cadenas comes in. They help you create a dynamic, shareable CAD catalog you put on your website. Designers can preview the product from any angle and download it in the format they prefer. They get the data they need for their design and you get a fresh lead to add to your marketing pipeline. 
To get one of your products turned into an online 3D model for free, use the code EXECUTIVE at partsolutions.com slash executive. Good example there. So in order to support or deliver on the customer experience that, you know, is sort of expected, what do you, what kind of things do companies need to be thinking about internally? So internally, we see a lot of interesting conversations that I think are pretty common right now happening around change in operations, supply chain disruption, labor retention. These are all really big issues that a lot of manufacturers are being faced with. Those manufacturers that are lucky enough to be in high demand right now are also looking at capacity issues and how do they support that. And then others are looking at on-demand you know, manufacturing and how they can mm-hmm. you know, streamline that, that process uh, to be more efficient and effective so they can do smaller runs of, of product as well, potentially. So what we see happening internally right now is the need for that in order to deliver on the customer experience, they in that data layer, if it's fragmented, they start to, they need to start to have initiatives and start building tools that start consolidating those things. And so we've seen organizations make huge investments into building basically what we would call sources of truth. There are solutions that you know are allowing you to bring the information all together in one place so that no matter where you sit in the organization, you know, you know. What's a customer doing with your products? What, you know, what's the actual propensity for a cross-sell or upsell opportunity? How can I increase the effectiveness of my marketing? You know, how do I, I drive you know, more uh, return on investment for spend when I'm looking so I, where I can get a more complete picture of how prospective customers are engaging with us? On the employee side, we're seeing a lot of focus around employee safety right now. How can you use things like mobile technologies or you know, employee portals, things like that to actually drive that retention, that feeling of safety and trust in the organization, being able to distribute benefits and other things. Continuing education is a good example that will increase that retention and engagement of your, your workforce and keeping them, you know, in, you know, and committed to what you're doing and driving the organization forward. When we think about like supply chain disruption, we're looking at how, you know, how do you buy and, and, you know, move raw materials into your manufacturing process? What does that look like? Are you engaging with suppliers that have are going through that modernization themselves? We, we've talked to a lot of, for example, buyers who are looking at ways of, you know, how can I do more self-service? The traditional, maybe pick up the phone or shoot an email, go through the, you know, the, the product catalog, virtual or not, is just not enough anymore. They want complete autonomy, self-service capabilities. And this is forcing, you know, manufacturers and, and, you know, material providers to really think about how are we going to create an exchange and how do I understand in real time what my lead, you know, what leads are to getting these materials through. And this, you know, obviously I'm focused on the, on the operation and, and the software side and thinking about the customer experience, but these conversations usually quickly turn into also, this is a way for us to mitigate much bigger risks around, you know, political concerns, you know, resource scarcity issues, you know, tax and tariffs that are as you're moving products globally. So these, these become very, very important. For larger manufacturers, the stakes are even higher right now. I mean, we have one client as an example, they have, they work with contract manufacturers 
to support their supply chain all over the world. They have a little over a thousand contract manufacturing facilities that they work with at different stages for different products that they, they produce. And so understanding how to manage suppliers more effectively and, and have that transparency in how they engage in information so they know where to invest, what partners are the best to invest into to proliferate new technologies, to innovate on their products, and are they able to deliver and meet that customer pro- you know, problem? Are they able to deliver on their brand promises? Those are becoming, you know, more difficult and more complex than ever. And technology is becoming the backbone of helping solve those problems. Now that's good. You're hitting on a lot of things there that you know are issues that everybody I talk to is experiencing, you know, labor to supply chain. I mean, these are these are common struggles for manufacturers. What Jonathan, what else would you like to add to this conversation that I haven't asked you about, if anything? Well, I think that one thing that, that comes up a lot is this just really simple question of where do I start? Yeah. Or, you know, we've got a lot of things in flight. How do we know we're doing the right things? Mm-hmm. And I think those are the right questions to be asking right now. And there, there's two things that I would love to add to that, which we see from the technology side. One is if you haven't really detailed mapped your current state of your business, you need to. Those that are actual, if you have an idea and you're just moving forward with it, you know, the statistics show 84% of digital transformation initiatives fail. And that means either they completely fail or they miss expectations. And usually that's because there is a strategic foundation that's missing. And that foundation needs to start with mapping the current state of your business. And you need to really understand that. And so a lot of the work that we do is sometimes just that foundational step to set up organizations for success. When you do that, you're able to prioritize and see the interdependencies of your initiatives and understand how that's going to impact the bigger organizational strategy and goals that you've set, whether that be still for 2020 or moving into you know, next year. So this is tried and true. It's, you, know, you see companies like Toyota that are famous for it with their you know, focus on, you know, customer experience and how they model and map current state to future state. And then, you know, really being extremely disciplined in understanding what is the ideal state that they want to end in as a manufacturing. And that's why the whole Toyota, you know, lean manufacturing process has has been embraced by so many manufacturers and is, is so well studied is because they understand customer experience and operational agility come from, from that process. They, it's, it's that deep understanding of the challenges and then applying your efforts and resources to the right things. So that, that would be the first one. The second one is there are, I think in technology, there's this promise a lot or this in kind of unspoken promise that technology is, is the solution, but technology is only as good as the people and the processes that support it. So we going back to the website example, you know, a website is only as good as the people that are running that website and the process is there to support them. And so this is where I think the it's really important that organizations understand that when they are building these things like a website, these maybe a client portal or a, a something to support employee engagement and safety, that they're really treating these as products where there's a continued investment into making sure they their performance is at their very best. You're, you're continuously driving discovery and improvement to make these things 
you know, anchors in your business that will drive, you know, uh, long-term viability. And so we see a lot of that, those conversations happening right now, but there's not enough people who have the experience to support that work. And so it's really important that manufacturers find the right people to support those processes so that they're set up for success. Yeah, great. I think that's a really great point. A good way to put a bow on it too, Jonathan. So I, can you tell listeners a little bit about where, you know, where they can learn more about Emerge Interactive, connect with you online, you know, if they'd be interested in talking, how that starts? Absolutely. So best way to, to learn a little bit more about Emerge and myself is go to emergeinteractive.com. We've got tons of free resources there for listeners in our, in our blog about developing digital solutions and products. That, that I, I encourage everyone to go check out if they'd like to, from there, if they'd like to schedule, we offer a free consultation for anybody that's looking to engage into developing a digital product or service, or potentially maybe they have one and it's just underperforming and they're trying to figure out why or what they could do next. And they're looking for that sounding board or that opportunity of how they can move forward. You know, I encourage everybody to reach out to us. We'd love to spend the time and, and talk about how we might be able to help. It sounds like a no-brainer if you're if this is the stuff that's on your mind, which for a lot of our listeners, I know it will be. So I'd uh, encourage everybody to go take a look at what Emerge is doing and take Jonathan up on that. So before we wrap this up, I want to say thank you once again to our sponsor, Cadenas Part Solutions, for helping make this episode a reality. And Jonathan, thanks a ton for being a guest today. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. It was great. You bet. And as for the rest of you, I hope to catch you on the next episode of The Manufacturing Executive. You've been listening to The Manufacturing Executive Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about industrial marketing and sales strategy, you'll find an ever-expanding collection of articles, videos, guides, and tools specifically for B2B manufacturers at gorilla76.com learn. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. <laughs>